What's up, everyone? This time around, I wanted to chat with you all a little bit about uh, three things. Um, they're all somewhat intertwined. The first one being hero wads, uh, the second one being stimulus, and the third one being time cap. So, just to kick things off, I get asked quite a bit from people that are at Hardbat, have been at Hardbat, um, and just people in general, why we don't do more hero wads. Um, I would say on average, we probably do about three to four a year. Um, and I have a couple reasons for that that I wanted to share with you all. The first one being, I don't believe hero wads are meant to be scaled or modified in any which way. Um, uh, for the obvious reason that, uh, you know, they're a tribute for fallen soldiers and they're meant to kind of create, uh, you know, a, uh, a stimulus within the workout that makes you think that as hard as this may be, this is nowhere near as hard as, you know, what our soldiers go through to protect our rights and our freedoms. Um, so I'm a firm believer that if you're doing a hero workout, you shouldn't scale it. Um, that being said, I'm also a firm believer in that beginners and people that are newer and, um, even people that have been doing CrossFit for a while, the majority of CrossFitters will have to scale hero wads. Um, the reality is they're very long. Um, it's a, it, most of them are a, an absurd amount of volume. Um, and along those lines, they are also extremely hard to recover from. You know, like Murph is, when I say one of the more mild ones, I say that, um, in the way that I understand that it's, it's, it's a tough workout, but it's mostly body weight. You know, yes, you can incorporate the vest, but the recovery rate from Murph is nowhere near as long as some of the other ones. I mean, just to, to think off the top, I mean, there's one called Malpin that has seven rounds of 29 back squats at 135 in it, along with a ton of running. Um, you have workouts that have you like carrying odd objects for long distance and um, just doing boatloads and boatloads of, of weightlifting mixed with gymnastics. And a lot of them, I would say over half of them include the weighted vest. Um, so for those purposes, you know, all of those reasons, we don't do work, hero workouts that regularly. Um, you know, it's it, obviously people are going to have to scale the workout tomorrow. Um, I'm still not 100% sure how I'm going to uh, handle all of that, um, but we'll deal with it in the morning when we see the numbers and see everyone that comes in. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, as cool as doing a hero workout is um, and as valuable of an experience as it can be, um, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, doing like a, oh, during the summer, every Saturday, we're going to throw in a hero wad because done correctly, um, they are uh, an overabundance of volume for the, the general public. And for the coaches, they're a nightmare to coach logistically um, for scaling purposes, uh, for equipment needs. Um, so I love them, but unfortunately, they do not fit into the program, you know, more than three or four times a year. So just wanted to get that out of the way because I know I've had a few questions come through in, the, in regards to that. The second thing here being um, 
stimulus. So this, this kind of ties into this concept. There's a certain stimulus that's meant to be provided in every workout. And to some of you, I know this is going to be regurgitated information or things that you've heard before, but I really want this to sink in. Every single time that we do a Metcon, all right, or strength or accessory, there's a stimulus that coincides with that. And we generally, uh, you know, we we're very good about being thorough and talking about what the provided stimulus is supposed to be, how you should feel, um, and the pace that the workout should be performed at. This is where the, the coach, you know, you have to have that trusting relationship with the coach to know what the provided stimulus is to scale you appropriately to fit the stimulus of the workout with your modifications. Um, Sometimes the modifications are not what you're going to want to be doing. For instance, if you have chest bars and a workout calls for 160 of them, while you may be able to do 160, it's going to take you two hours in the midst of that workout and remove the stimulus, right? Which is obviously much faster than the two hours that it would take you. Um, and you could play this game with every movement that we do. Um, when it's a barbell or dumbbells, it's, it's in a matter of load um, or loading. And then when it's gymnastics, it's a matter of modification. Um, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you're ready to implement it in a workout. And it definitely doesn't mean you're ready to implement it in a workout that has a high volume of that movement or of um, whatever you're trying to perform. So listen to your coaches. They only want the best for you guys. Um, and what they're trying to do is set you up for success so that when you go into a workout, they know within a minute or two generally where you should be finishing and where they want you to finish. And that way you're getting the same stimulus as everyone else in the class. Obviously, when someone starts and they're brand spanking new, even the most mild of volume, and you guys all remember this from when you first started, even you know moderate, mild to moderate volume in the beginning takes you longer than everyone else you know, even if we dial things back purely due to the fact that you're just brand spanking new, right? You're overthinking all the movements. Everything feels heavy, including your own body weight during things like squats and push-ups and ring rows. Um, over time, you start to get more confident. You start to learn how to move better while moving faster. Um, and then we can start to kind of ramp things up. But that's why when people are brand new, we generally dial things back a lot, um, but even for those that have been around for a while, there is go there are going to be plenty of times where there are workouts where you have to scale and modify in order to stay with the stimulus that's meant to be provided. Um, don't take it as an ego hit. Take it as a as as a, a chance to practice and a chance to learn. You know, a lesson for the day. Um, you are not getting out of a workout its intended purpose by doing it RX and taking four times longer than everyone else. Um, and I know sometimes it feels like a mental win, but there's much better ways to, to get those W's in the gym than just turning every workout into a slug fest. Um, every now and then, yeah, maybe, but it's still got to be a, a complete rarity um, for you to just turn a workout that's meant to be a, a short to moderate in term duration, time duration type of workout um, into a, you know, a 30 minute slugfest. Um, and then the last thing here is time caps. So I put time caps on workouts for a reason. One, for the logistics um, and to help my coaches out 
making sure that they are going to be able to squeeze everything they need to do into classes. We are by far one of the most thorough gyms when it comes to instruction and this will never change. It's like one of the first things that I, when people ask me like, what do you pride your gym on? I, there, there's no hesitation on my end. I say coaching 1000% without a doubt. Um, with that being said, we allot time, you know, for general warm-up, specific warm-up, specific instruction and, and game planning and strategizing um, because, or we're able to do that because of the fact that we put time caps on workouts. I understand for some of you this is difficult. If I have an 18-minute time cap and you're six rounds into a seven-round workout and you just want to get it done, I understand your mentality of, no, it looks bad if I don't finish, I need to finish. The problem is, is that you're, you know, yanking away on a row or while we're trying to grab scores and move on to the next class, that usually is an indication that the modifications you chose were incorrect. Sometimes that's the fault of the coaches, but many times that's a fault of your own of wanting to choose a heavier weight um, or a rep scheme that doesn't fit the stimulus that's meant to be provided for the ability level that you're currently at. So this is where you just need to be honest with yourself um, when you're scaling and ask yourself, like, within this time cap, is this reasonable for me? Um, you know, even if you're creeping close, for, if you're really concerned about scoring, the way scoring works and the way that it works in, in things like the Open, um, for those of you that, you know, are more on the competitive side of things, is that if whatever, however many reps you go beyond the time cap, just go in as far as seconds. And we do this all the time. So if it's an 18-minute time cap and you're eight reps over or eight reps left, when the time cap, you know, comes up, your score is 18.08. So if you go until 18.50, but you actually finish the workout, now your score is not relative to the others that followed that time cap rule. So I'm stressing for you all to please um, stick to the time cap rule. I understand it sucks and it can be mentally frustrating, but I mean, <laughs> not to give you guys shit, but go faster and modify differently. Um, it's there for a purpose. Um, so please, please, please make sure that you're starting to, to stick to the time caps. Um, cool. Um, I'm glad I got to address a few of these things, especially the hero wad. Cause I was just getting questions today about that. Um, I will see you all tomorrow. It's going to be a good time. I think I picked a really good one. Um, it's going to sting a little bit, but that's a hero wad for you. Um, so enjoy it and enjoy the, uh, the slug fest that is, that is bound to ensue. And, uh, we'll have a happy fourth together. I'll see you guys tomorrow morning.